0: and welcome to another episode of my sharings. I hope you are all well and that everyone is more or less recovering from um, corona and that things are going back to normal more or less and if you hear a little background noise it's my it's my kids who are preparing breakfast in the kitchen and I'm in my living room and uh, all is well today um, I'm thinking about how grateful I am can you hear Henry's drinking water I just love my dog so much okay I'm thinking about how life at times or more more or less always shines the light on things that are hidden in the dark and if I I realized I that if I just sit with it if I don't rush if I don't you know when things happen when I am challenged if I don't act out of a reaction act out in effect if I just stay with it and look inside there are some major clues in in an event that seems not so significant. Um, so I I named this episode Not My Circus, Not My Monkeys. And when I read on the web, I was told this saying by a dear dear friend of me, of mine, Lisa, many years ago, like I don't know, 15 years ago maybe. Um, and in a way I never really understood it and I'm reading on the web not my circus not my monkeys it's a saying that means it's none of my business and it indicates that one is not responsible for controlling or changing a volatile or delicate situation and why is that why do I want to bring this up because it's about I have this big, 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 you know, contemplation. Why do some of us become victims and codependent people? Why do some of us become narcissists, super egotistical and perpetrators? Why is that? I think we all can say it's like the flip side of the coin. It's like two sides of the coin. You can't have a victim without the perpetrator. And, you know, a a narcissist is depending on people that... Kind of always says yes and agrees with them, and who makes themselves smaller. And there is really like, but why is it that some of us become the one part and some of us become the other? And I don't think it's a, I don't think any of the sides is an upside, even though it seems that it's, you know, worse for the victim. I don't think that the narcissist or the psychopath or the perpetrator, I don't think they are happier. But what I want to contemplate is, why do we end up here? And I'm going to bring up a story, something that happened to me last week. And it's not about, you know, uh, this is absolutely not about uh, exposing a friend of mine or making he or she look bad or something. It's just... This I'm using it as an example. So, Saturday evening, a friend of mine uh, he texted me and asked, "Do you want to play tennis tomorrow?" And uh, said, "Like I have a I have a time at nine o'clock if you want to join." And I'm like, "Yes, that would be lovely. Absolutely, I want to come." And then. Um, I asked, do you want to go, um, shall we go bathing, go to the ocean afterwards? And he said, yes, that would be lovely. And I know this person. He's not the person who kind of packs up a big picnic basket and prepares coffee and so on. So... Um, Anyhow, he asked, can you pick me up outside my, my, you know, at the bus stop outside my place at 10 minutes to nine? And I said, of course, I'll do it because I have a car. And um, so I go up seven o'clock in the morning. I walk my dogs. So this is Saturday evening at eight o'clock. He texts me and I go up Sunday morning at seven o'clock. I walk the dogs, I prepare coffee, I make a picnic basket and I bring out my tennis racket and, you know, change and my swimming gear and so on. And I leave my house at around 8.35 or something. And then I come to the bus stop like five minutes before time and he's not there. And then I just text him and I said, I can come pick you up outside you you instead because it's very very close and I get no answer so I um, just take the car and drive up to his apartment and um, he's not there and I call him and he doesn't answer and I call him back again and he doesn't answer and I just feel like okay something is weird and I have this feeling, I'm 100% certain that he has hooked up with a woman on Saturday night. And he's not going to come. And I go in, I, you know, I, I look into my phone, old messages, I find his, his the code for his door, and I go in and I... I ring the bell at the door several times and no one opens. And now it's like nine o'clock and the tennis was supposed to start at nine. So I just go back into my car and I go home. And just a few minutes later, I receive a text saying, uh, I'm so sorry, I don't feel well. I think I have like uh, an ear." infection coming on and I feel a little feverish and I won't be able to make tennis and I'm like okay well it's like five minutes past nine so I got that and then a few minutes later another text comes and he says oh I can see that my text that I sent you in the middle of the night it didn't leave my phone I'm so sorry and I just know that the person is lying I know that he's lying My whole being says, this is just bullshit. And I feel I don't answer. I just don't answer. I just feel like I can't. I just can't jump into this. And my normal reaction would be to just say, okay, okay, get well soon. Talk to you later, right? And now I just felt everything in my being. I just can't answer. I don't buy any of this. I don't buy it. It's just not... And I was, you know, sitting in my car, going back home, and all of a sudden, this massive sadness hit me. And I felt like this little girl, you know, all prepared, going to see, you know, my daddy. And I just feel like that. I'm packed, I'm ready, I have my stuff, my little animal, everything, and he doesn't show, you know, he doesn't come. And I'm just thinking, was it ever like this in my life? Was it like this? Or is this what happened when they got divorced? That I actually waited, waited, waited. Did I wait a whole lifetime for my dad to come pick me up? And I know, I, I've heard stories that if he didn't send mom money for the train tickets, we couldn't go see him and that they were fighting a lot, and there was a lot, you know, push push and shove with us kids in between them. But I have no real memories about it, you know. I have no real memories, but I just felt like when I was in the car, going back home, I felt this huge sadness come over me. And this friend is not even one of my closest friends, It's not the friend that I confide in. It's not the friend that I feel like this is my rock, you know. So why do I even care? And I just felt like I was also pissed. I was also like, I don't want his consequences in my life. I just don't want it. I did not ask for this. I did not ask to feel angry. I did not ask to feel sad on Sunday morning. I did not ask to feel, be, you know, let down, or and I did definitely not ask to feel superior. To feel like, fuck, you're a shitty person. That's not the way to do it. You could have called me one hour ahead. You could have called me instead of text me. You could have, like, woken up at seven and make sure that I wouldn't get in my car. There are so many things you could have done. And I just felt like I didn't ask to have all of these reactions. I didn't ask for it. And then the saying came into my head. Lisa saying, not my circus, not my monkey's not my circus, not my monkeys. And I just realized that nothing of this is mine. And I don't want it. I don't want someone else's bad behavior to affect me. So I need to take steps and make adjustments like I had to Sunday. I don't want to react. I don't want to, you know, be in the circumstances of someone's bad priorities. Maybe that's what's the best priority for that person, but I don't want to suffer the consequences of it. And I just realized that, okay, I have been doing this my whole life. I have chosen people to be friends with, to be together with, to marry, to have children with. I have chosen people who are this kind of person. And I just felt like the only thing that was ringing in my head oh, the whole, whole Sunday. And he called me like three, four times. He texted me, please, please, Shamma, pick up the phone. Please, please, please. Uh, you must trust me. This happened. I feel so sorry. And, uh, but I'm really sick, blah, blah, blah. And then I spoke to another friend. And it turned out that, yes, he went out on a date. And he stayed overnight. On the other side of town, and I just know that that to have a tennis appointment with me at nine o'clock Sunday morning is not gonna work. And I just felt like it doesn't matter that my intuition was right. It doesn't matter that this person has a relationship you know addiction. It doesn't matter. The, what matters is that it's not my circus. I don't want to be part of it. I don't want to suffer that consequences. I want to be in control over my well-being. I don't want to be codependent with that person. And I definitely don't want to help that person feel better. I don't want to say it's okay. I don't want to say get well soon. I don't want to buy the lies and I don't even want to make these kinds of decisions that I don't want to buy the lies. I don't want to comfort you. I don't, I don't even want to be, you know, in this. I, don't, I just felt like, fuck, I don't want this situation. And it came into my life. Do I need to handle it? The question is, do I need to handle it? How do I need to handle it? Is this person important to me? Do I want friends that are this unreliable? You know, it took me like, I think Monday afternoon I texted him and I said, do you know what, I did not ask for this situation and I don't want to be codependent with you. You make your decisions and that's totally fine, but I don't want to suffer any consequences of those decisions. And I know that you were not telling me the truth And that's not even for me to point out. I don't want to do that either. I don't want to, you know, it's not my role to educate you or to tell you what's right and wrong in life and so on. I don't want to have this position. And I want you to know that this made me really, really sad. This, you know, to be stood up. It made me really, really sad. But not even that I want to share with you. It's really like whatever you do, you do, but don't involve me in that, please. I don't want to be codependent to you. And I don't want you to feel better because you have expectations now that I am going to somehow say it's okay and we're still friends. I don't even want to be in that position, you know. And that person is still calling me, still reaching out, and I have nothing to say. It's not like, I don't want to be your friends anymore. I don't even feel that. I, I just feel like, okay, this whole circle of codependency and how people, you know, I really feel like I want to be surrounded by people who... Because I was, I was thinking, would I do that? Would I text someone at 8 o'clock Saturday night and ask, do you want to play tennis with me tomorrow morning? And yes, let's go to the ocean afterwards. And then not just let them down. Would I? I would never do that. When I wasn't, you know, had my drinking issues, I would certainly do that, but I don't think I would even make the appointment, you know. But there was so much lying I did. There were so many people I let down, just in this way. And I've learned I've grown. I want to be a good friend. I want to be the person I want to hang out with. I want to be reliable to my friends. If I say I'm going to show up, I'm showing up. And if I'm not going to show up, I call them. I make sure that they are not suffering consequences because I am sick. I would not lie to them. So to me, this lying and hiding and letting down, that kind of behavior, I had it so much in my life. When I look back, you know, I had it with my ex-husband for five and a half years. I had it in one of my other marriages. You know, a situation where like the tax authorities, one day they just knocked on my door. I was standing with a baby on my arm and they said... Uh, you haven't paid your mortgage, we're going to take your house. And I'm like, what? And it turned out that my husband, he had, hadn't gone to work for more than a year. So uh, he didn't pay the mortgage. And he took the bills and said everything was cool, but he wasn't. And, you know, to be put in that kind of consequences and I just solve the situation. I have been like, I've always said that I'm a master of problem solving because I solve everything. And I'm thinking that this solving things, that began when my mom and dad separated, that I wanted to fix things. And that I was always ready, you know, always ready to fix. And I think I, first of all, wanted to fix their relationship and then I wanted to fix our life, I wanted to fix my daddy when he was sick. You know, I wanted to fix everything and it wasn't in my control. And I began to drink instead and I began to lie and I began to, you know, just had really, really bad behavior. And I feel that growing up and not getting out of the lying, not getting out of the exaggerating, not getting out of the addiction and keep putting other people in that consequences is not going to work it's not like sustain it's not a sustainable lifestyle and I just felt my whole being is like and I love this saying and I love Lisa for really sharing that expression with me not my circus not my monkeys and I just felt like I don't want your monkeys in my life you keep them keep them on your side, don't even expose me to them, you know, I don't want to make a lot of decisions this week because you let me down, I don't want to be in that position, please, you can't make it, you know, you can't change what happened, but I'm not going to cover up for you, I'm not going to make you feel better, you're going to sit with that, because I'm sitting with my stuff here, on my side, and for me, I really, really felt, okay, so now is the time, where you betray yourself and choose to comfort that person and solve that person's feeling of guilt. Because that's what I've done. I've been, you know, covering up, making people feel good, feel better, saying it wasn't so bad, etc., etc. Because of what? Why do I do this? And I'm just thinking that, okay, I am super clear why I do this. Why I am a codependent person is because I'm so afraid to lose people, even people with bad behavior. I'm so afraid to lose them. I have not been able to kind of let go of people, even if they haven't treated me well. And that is so deeply, I'm sure, it's so deeply, deeply rooted in the loss when I was a kid, in the loss of my family, or my daddy, of him not showing up, of not knowing when he would come back, if he would ever come back, you know, and this totally unreliable situation, it became my waters. That was what I was swimming in, to not know, the insecurity. That was what I was familiar with. And now, these days, I just feel like I'm I can't. My whole system, it just broke. It's just like, hey, stop, 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 Sunday. You you can't just keep going. You can't just say it's okay because it isn't okay. And it's not, it's not like this. Fuck you. I don't want to be your friends. This is not okay. This is not the way you do it, and so on. I have absolutely no tendency to do that. I just know that okay. This is not how I roll anymore. And if you do that, if that's the way you roll, okay, then you do it on your own. You're not involving me. And I've had this feeling with this person for at least a year or two that this person can stand me up at any point. But normally when we hang out, we are several people. So this was the first time when I suffer the consequences alone and i realized that this is also different because normally we are at least two or three other people so we hang out even if this person you know doesn't show up and i just felt like okay this is how it is and it's not it's not my job to either tell what's right and wrong or you know educate or separate or i didn't ask for any of that you know so i still i still don't know how to deal with handle or anything because i i feel that he put me in a role that i don't want to have i don't want to have that role i don't want to have the role of being a victim i don't want to have the role of being right i don't want to have you know any other role than being a friend And then it's the question, okay, why do we, why do some people, you know, why do some people become compulsive liars? Why is the need for confirmation, uh, you know, the addictive nature, why is it so strong and impossible, impossible to get out of And why do some people become narcissists? They're always on top of other people. You know, I have also friends. I think you know them. If you have an event on Facebook, there are some friends that cannot say yes. They say maybe. They are always a maybe. And you know that if something more interesting comes up in their life, they're not going to show up. And I'm just wondering, why? Is it like... Is it so rare with good people? Is good behavior, is that like a rare species? Are we more used to people not being reliable? Are we, you know, is that good enough for us? Have we made that kind of an art to not be sad? To be independent and that's okay it's okay, and, and to, to, you know, to kind of step away from our victim space by saying it's okay, even though it isn't. I'm just feeling like I am, I'm so tired of being a victim. I'm so tired of feeling guilty. I'm so, you know, done with all of these feelings that I have, kind of followed me and weighed me down for my whole life. And now I can see the codependency has a big, big root of me taking on other people's problems and involving, getting involved in them, letting people behave in a way. And um, what do you say, in, in Swedish when you are... Uh, you are, um, you're making your, hmm, you're kind of helping them to have this bad behavior by saying it's okay, you know, and I'm I'm just, I don't think it's the way that we as human beings are supposed to put limits and say like a big no to people and say this is right, this is wrong and And you know, educate each other, and put you know each other down, and and there is one thing: you make mistakes, and you have a good heart. And I want I want you to know that these people that I talk about, they have a really good heart. They are really, really kind, loving people, but they always let you down. They always lie. And you have like a way of, you know, that they are like this, so they get away with it. But to be honest, I got sad. I suffer. The years I spent with my ex-husband, all the lying, all the chaos, all the drama, all the disaster, all the problem solving. Deep down, I was so sad all the time. All, all, all the time. And I had this feeling that I can't live without him. And I realize now that, that the circus he involved me in, and I gladly jumped into that arena in a problem-solving, loving mode, thinking that I am the one who can fix this. And, but the thing is that I was just one of his, what do you say? Let's say I was like the the the, the, the person who comes and sweeps uh, the whole, you know, floor and mops out all the elephant poop and puts all the stuff and gear together. But I was not part in the circus, really. Um, and I realized now that I'm not going to do this. I have absolutely no clear way than to see that okay when other people behave in a way that makes me suffer consequences I have a choice you know to participate and say that's okay or to step out and when I say step out I, I really don't feel that the way is to step out and say, this is not okay, and, you're a bad person and I don't want to be a friend. Because I don't want that role either. I don't want to be codependent. I don't want to become superior and righteous. I just want to be me. I just want to be authentic, you know, in me. And I'm thinking, what's up, what is actually happening in me? ...is that I become sad. I may become angry also. And I just... I'm thinking about what's the... ...what's the healthy... ...way... ...to act. I mean, what I wish... ...what I wish, of course, is... ...that the person... ...not me that the other person who put me down, who let me down, or who lied to me, I want that person to wake up. I want that person to realize that, okay, this is not the good way, this is not the path, and, and I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry. What can I do? Where I am now, right now, I'm not at the point that I can open up for that. I can't even open up for an apology because I don't trust, you know, what's, I don't trust this person to even apologize. I don't have this underlying thing that, that it's important that we're going to make up and we're going to be friends again because I don't trust that person. I don't trust the sincerity in, you know, all the calling and all the texting that goes on right now. Um, I just feel it's a way to make him feel better. I don't see it coming from a space where he wants me to feel better. And I think that is also important. That I think that codependency also you know, the perpetrator or or the one who is you are codependent with, after like a drinking spree or like lying or, you know, something, what they want is actually to feel better because they are, you know, weighed down by guilt. And the normal circle is that you make them feel better and then you are kind of balanced out again. Like, first you become really disappointed, upset, sad, and there is like da-da-da-da, and then you forgive them, and they feel better, and you feel better, and then you have a makeup, like um, honeymoon period, and then until the next time. Until the next time. And the circle is like that. And I just feel like I don't want to make that person feel better. I don't want to be part of that either. And I don't really right now, really, all I know is that <laughs> all I can say is like repeat, not my circus, not my monkeys. And just, you know, this you just want to take your hands and like put them over on your ears and like, wow, 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 I can't hear you, can't hear you. And it's like you just wanna block them out. Because I don't know. I I am actually, it's not often that I'm in a space of, I don't know. I don't know the way, but I don't, I do know. What I do know is I don't want to participate. Where I before participated, where I before, you know, jumped in, had a lot of reactions and um, eventually forgave and balanced back and so on. This time I feel, I don't want to participate. I'm not engaging in this. And the question is, how do I connect with this person again? I've told, you know, I, I, I sent the text that was very like factual and uh, not in effect, and really like, this is how I feel, and I don't want to engage in it. I don't want, you know, to have all these feelings that I'm kind of stuck with because of this happen. And So the only thing, and maybe that is like the first biggest, biggest step out of codependency, that when something happens, you feel like, I don't want to participate. I love my peace. I love my freedom. I love my, you know, my joy. I come back to my friend Renee who says no one is ever going to steal my joy. And this is also something. That person stole my joy that morning. And I'm not going to participate. I'm like, hey, okay, whatever it is, I'm, I want to as fast as possible regain my peace, my calm, my joy, my happiness. And I don't want to participate in you gaining back yours. That's your part. I'm not going to give it to you. And this is something for me totally totally new to not fix the other party first. It's it has been kind of like if I make them happy, their happiness equals my happiness because if they're happy, they're going to be happy that i forgave they're going to be happy that they are okay again they're going to be happy that all is well that we're not separating and then they're going to be kind to me and i'm going to be you know invited and be with them and everything is going to be fine again so it's always been like their happiness has been a way to my happiness and now i realize that my happiness is mine and No one is going to take it. It's really like, no, I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to engage in your bad behavior. If you want to do it, be my guest. But please do it at your own arena. Don't invite me as an audience. Okay. I don't want to be your actor. I don't want to be your audience. You know, I don't want to uh, be a spectator. I don't want to even, you know, sell the tickets to that show but if you want to do it be my guest and we don't even have to talk about it so no more sharing about all your dating no more sharing about Anna, Luisa, Sarah, Tina, whatever names of all the girls that you date in a week no more I don't want to hear about it I don't want to be you know um fuck I can't have the word in Swedish it's called med like you enable I don't want to be your enabler you know I don't want to rub your back and say that's okay that's okay and pretend I don't think it's unhealthy and I realized that that is also something I do I hang out with quite a bunch of addictive people and I consider It's not my problem, but I realized that the consequences hit me from time to time. So I'm just gonna... I'm saying no to participating, I'm not gonna engage. You can't invite me into your drama. You can't invite me into play with you if you are on that territory. I mean, we can take a walk, we can go to the ocean and have a swim. We can cook a meal together, but we will not make any appointments. I will not come pick you up outside your apartment. You know, don't make dates with me. If you want to come show up at my dinner table because I have, uh, you know, a dinner party and you're invited, come or don't come. But I'm not going to rely on you. I'm not going to put a plate for you there. And this is really like, and it's not even, you know, I feel like this is also the worst. This is the worst about being, you know, a codependent person because you become a prison guard or a, a mother. Like, I don't want to take care of adult people anymore. I'm done. It's like... You are a grown-up person. Your decisions, your way of life, etc., that's yours. And I am happy to, to not be involved. And to me, this is like, it's, it's the, one of the biggest themes in my life. And I think that all of us who are codependent, all of us who are enabler in people's alcoholism or uh, sex um, addiction or shopaholism or workaholism, I think so many of us are enablers when it comes to workaholism because we take care of everything, you know, the kids and all the activities and the food and shopping, everything, uh, so you can work. Um, or... Um, training exercise addicts uh, you know there are so many where we are enablers because we care for everything and this caring that's ours you know and not until we say that okay I'm not going to engage in this I'm not going to participate in your you know addiction or your behavior bad behavior I'm not going to participate in it if you want to do it you have to 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 solve the logistics and, you know, the practical issues yourself. So, um, and I think that that is the best thing we can do is just to step out of it and just say, hey, sorry, not my circus, not my monkeys. I'm not going to engage. I'm not going to participate. And I don't want the consequences of it. And honestly, I don't know how to respond, react or what to do right now. So I'm going to just be quiet for a week or two or forever. I don't know. And that's my choice. And you're not going to push me, convince me or call me down or, you know, text me a million times to make me change my mind because that's my choice. What I'm doing now is my choice. Don't push me, please. And I feel for me, there is something so, so, so significant and big in this. Because when I sat there in my car on Sunday morning, I felt this, the reaction, you know, when the reaction is out of proportion of what happened, then you know there's something behind. You know that this is not about what happened today. There's something behind and it's a clue. And for me, it's the clue From my childhood, you know, from my childhood, waiting, waiting, longing, not knowing if daddy is coming, if he's going to pick us up, yes or no. If he's ever going to return into my life, yes or no. And if he does, I'm going to do everything to keep him. I am going, you know, as a three, four year old, I'm going to do everything to keep him. I'm going to be the best person, the nicest person, the you know, the super, super... Baby, I'm going to carry everything and just pick up everything and just fix everything just to keep him. And I realized that my father is dead. He died in 1985. It's quite a long time ago. I'm an adult. And obviously God presented me with this little tiny situation last Sunday for me to wake up. For me to realize that this many years later, 35 years later, you're still stuck in that behavior. And there's one sweet little saying that your friend Lisa taught you, I don't know, 2007 maybe, and that's not my circus, not my monkeys, and then you can just stroll away. You can just, you know, take your little flying magical carpet and fly away and do your thing, go about your day and not dive into those feelings, you know, those feelings of being worthless and, and not good enough and no, not priority and, um, you know, abandoned and everything that comes. You just don't touch it. Because that's in the past. So what did I do Sunday? I went home. I put on my my new running shoes that are amazing. They are like my, my magical flying carpet at the moment. I went out for a run. I ran 7K with ease, I must say. I came back and I had a second breakfast prepared in my picnic basket. So I fixed that in the kitchen. I had a beautiful breakfast with uh, two of my kids here, 19-year-olds, and had another cup of coffee, and I just went about my day. I shared a little with some other friends, um, and I, I realized that there's something big in this drama, Now, don't be fast, don't run, you know, don't act. Just sit with it and feel into it. What is this about? And I had a really, really good Sunday. And I felt this, you know, presence of God in my life. I really feel at times, you know, when I'm onto something, when there is like a big, big healing moment in my life, I feel the presence of God. So I meditated in the evening and I felt like, okay, your will and not mine. And I'm just going to follow. And if you are giving me the ability to be calm and not react and not follow my old patterns and, you know, make the other person priority and feel as the biggest victim and loser right now, if you're giving me this gift right now, I'm just going to follow your will and not mine. So my Sunday ended in a very very good way. I was still puzzled, you know. I maybe I'm still am, I don't know how really to connect with this person if I should and yes and if it's even important, I don't know, but I learned an important lesson and I think that is the, that is the the gift of it. Every you know, every situation that is challenging has a gift. And for me, the gift came immediately when I crossed the bridge, you know, back to Stockholm. I just like, here it is. It's in my face. What is happening here? Like, why these feelings? Why is this big for me? And to realize that we don't need to engage and participate in other people's bad behavior. We don't have to get involved. It's not personal, has nothing to do with me. What happened Sunday had nothing to do with me. Nothing about my value, yes or no. I could have been anyone. And I don't need to be important to a person for whom I could have been anyone. That's also a major learning I don't need to be important to a person for whom I could have been anyone. That person would have treated anyone like that. And I just realized I have made so many people important where for them I was like nobody. They could have let anyone down. It was not personal to me. And I see that there is a big, big, big learning here. That when a next codependent situation comes, when I feel squeezed that I need to kind of compromise myself and I suffer consequences for someone else's bad behavior or bad judgment, I can just step out. I can just disengage and not go into the drama. I just disengage and that is freedom instead of getting involved i disengage then what i don't know this is the first step maybe next week i have a you know second step but right now i'm in this disengaged phase and i feel good how do i know when i make you know uh, the right decision I feel at peace. I know that when I'm at, at peace, when I feel in harmony, I know things are right. This is the right way. I don't feel anxious or nervous or upset or worried. I feel at peace. So to disengage from this situation and to repeat this this mantra, this is the week's mantra, really, Not my circus, not my monkeys. And I give it to you. I hope you say it as many times as you need to say it whenever a situation like this comes up in your life. Because I think it's a major thing to do that instead of being involved in the drama, we disengage. I think that is part of recovery for us codependent victims in life. I don't know the way... To recovery for the other side you know the narcissist the perpetrators and so on I don't I don't know but I think this is a major step for us codependent victims you know how to to disengage and not participate in the drama and the consequences of someone else's bad behavior or bad judgment okay that was it for this week as always i welcome your comments i love your feedback and i'm so sorry it has been like an um, active week for me so i haven't had the time and i've also been in quite a lot of pain uh, i have like arthritis in my upper back in my shoulders and in my my wrists which means that for me to 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 be working with a computer or the phone it it increases the pain so I try to disengage from that too uh, to really make good decisions and now I am I feel I'm on a better track when it comes to my health and my body and um, so I'm gonna keep um, being a bit off um, my comments but I love to receive your feedback it's really really important And I try to share it as much as possible. But don't be disencouraged if I don't answer you. Know that I feel you, I see you, and I love you, and I really, really appreciate you and that you are being here. Um, You make, I mean, you make all the difference to me. If I would sit here, talk to no one, you know, (laughs) talk just into a wall, uh, it means the world to me. And together, I think we can change a lot. We can make a lot happen. Okay, I love you. puss.